Hey friends, welcome back to the Gentle and Lowly podcast. I'm Addie, your host, and today we are going to be talking about faith in action. I tried to do an exclamation point with that. I tried to be excited for that in action. So really, let me unpack first the weekend. Now, it's still cold in Indiana. There, there really isn't a whole lot to do. I know that sounds really bad and hopefully it's not discouraging to you in that way. But if you're in the Midwest, you understand. And so when there's things to do on a weekend or just like going to something and it's inside, but it's just, it's really fun. We go to the movies a lot in Indiana, but that's not what my mom and I did this weekend. This past weekend, my mom came up to Northern Indiana and we went to see Mac Powell in Napanee. Napanee is like a really small town. And it was so fun because one, he's he's a singer, musician that I've known a lot growing up, but like I've known him as a part of Third Day. And so I didn't really know a lot of his new stuff. My mom was like, okay, Eddie, you gotta listen, you gotta listen. I was like, oh, I know. I'm going to listen. And I did. I got very educated <laughs> about Mac Powell and his new music. And, I, and it's good. It's it's different than what I usually listen to. I probably classify more. It's like indie folk. Chris Renzema, Josh Garrels, Jordy Searcy, Ben Rector, Leland. I'm just thinking about these people who like, I know, but I don't know. Like I know them, but Ziggy Alberts, whatever that, you know, genre is. Like, oh my gosh, the national parks and camp. Wow. Sorry. 1975. Wow. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of good ones. Anyways, going to see Mac Powell. That was super fun with my mom, especially because the venue was sold out, but it was pretty small of a venue and it was an acoustic set. And I personally just really like acoustic set concerts and things. They're just really fun. And like, I could like really see him. Like we were pretty close. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is pretty cool. And he played a decent amount of songs and I knew And I could tell, like, my mom really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, even for not totally following his music like a dedicated fan. Sorry, but it was a lot of fun. It was really good. And the funny thing, at the end, my mom has a couple friends that she knows at the venue, and she was talking to them and stuff and just visiting with a few people. And I just was just giving her some time. So I'm just just checking my phone, just being like, okay, I I don't know how long we'll be, honestly. You just never know. Love you, mom. But you never know with moms. (laughs) You just don't. Or myself, if I see a lot of people I know, you you don't know how long you're going to be. I'm just waiting, thinking, oh, it might be like half hour or an hour. No idea. But then mom, all of a sudden, she's like, Addie, come here. Come on. Wave me over. But she's like, come over to me. She's like, come on, get up. And I was like, what's going on? And she wanted to go back inside and take a picture of the venue because it's like really old and historic. It's very cool. And but then she didn't even think about it. Like she wasn't waiting in line to get a picture with Mac Powell or whatever. But we got a picture with Mac Powell. We got to meet him. And I was like, this is so cool. And if you know me, well, now you do know me. Welcome to this part or segment of my life about Polaroids and my love for Polaroids and film. And so we have a picture a Polaroid and like obviously a picture on your phone, iPhone, whatever, but a Polaroid of Mac Powell, my mom and I, <laughs> and like a, a legit Polaroid. It's not like a, it's not Polaroid. It's a Fuji insects wide. If you 
don't know what that is. It's a Polaroid, but it's not like the Polaroid brand, basically. I'm a photographer, and so I nerd out about all those things. Sorry, not sorry, but welcome to my world. (laughs) Here we are. So that was just a funny, random kind of thing that happened. (laughs) And so met a celebrity, met Mac Powell. Pretty sick, pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. It's just fun because you don't, usually when you go to a concert, you don't expect to meet the person. Like you pay extra to go meet them, like the VIP or the meet and greet. And so like whenever that happens, it's just like a special rare kind of treat. I have to say that kind of quietly because my dog, he's a Kodak. He's pretty close. So don't say that too loudly. It will cost me. Anyways, that was one of my top three. And I don't really have other specific ones, unfortunately, from this past weekend. Other than that, it was just a fun weekend with my mom and her visiting and like hanging out with Kodak and just us hanging out. Like that just was fun. And I always enjoy it when she comes up. And like I said at the beginning, it's winter, so there's not a whole lot to do. So when you have visitors or we get to go do something, that's fun and like interactive. It's awesome. It's a big deal in Indiana. So that's where we are. And I still hope that encourages you. It's just a funny, fun story, fun little thing or whatever. But it did kind of remind me, like tie into this topic of faith and action. Like when I really think about it, like I wasn't delaying anything or just waiting, but it did kind of get me thinking, how often do we just sit? I don't want to say on the sidelines, but on the sidelines, or sit in our chair and just like I was sitting in one of the rocking chairs there and and I just was waiting. Maybe it could be applied in a different way, in a better way of you're waiting, you're ready for God when he calls. It got me thinking of how expectant am I for God to move or for God to call me to do something? Am I listening to his voice? Am I ready to act? Am I ready to put my faith into action whenever he asks? And I love the verse from 1 Peter 3.15, always being prepared to give an answer for the hope that is within you with gentleness and respect. And I always pray that like my life will reflect that and live that out. But just this past weekend just got me thinking of, have I been sitting in that rocking chair for too long or just, just thinking about it? Or have I just been distracted? And I know I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. And so I just wanted to unpack and dive into what does faith in action look like? Especially today when there are a lot of individuals beyond just young adults who'd consider themselves a Christian, but not a follower of Jesus. And so what's the, not what's the difference, but if you're listening to this, you probably know. But if you don't, I would say the difference of a follower of Jesus is one who like, believes the Bible and lives by the Bible and tries to live it out by following Jesus and following how he modeled living in a Christian, not just, oh, I believe in God and leave it at that. And I know that might be like a harsh difference, but that's just what comes to my mind when I first think about it. And so when I was visiting my two friends, Becca and Will, it wasn't this, it wasn't this weekend, obviously, but it was two weekends ago. A couple of my friends live in Nashville and I was house sitting slash dog sitting. And so Kodak and their dog Frodo, like they got to hang out and have fun. And then my friends Becca and Will, who live over in Knoxville, they came over and we had a little weekend in Nashville. It was super fun. 
And I was asking this question of what does it mean to put your faith in action? Like what comes to mind? What does that mean? When we were getting coffee, like one of our first mornings and what was like, like, not what do you mean, but what do you mean, Addie? Like it can be, it can look like a lot of different things. And something that he said really encouraged me where it's like if you look at someone's life and whatever they're doing is giving glory to the Lord, then that is their faith put into action. And when you really think about it, like anything that God not just calls us to do, because he will call you and I to do different things, but anything that he puts within our path of, okay, even, it's a silly example, but even when I was working at Gordon Food Service, like I can put my faith into action there at that place and I can learn to serve well and to learn to love others well, even in that season. And I look back and the Lord helped me do that, but it can look like a lot of different things rather than, oh, it not necessarily like more the spiritual disciplines of fasting, praying, quiet time, those kind of things, even though those help us put our faith into action, like those are almost like the prerequisite of like kind of the training or like the inner strength training that you're developing. And a really great book is a celebration of discipline foster guy. I think it's by a guy. I think that's his last name. I think so. I know it starts with an F and I'm blanking on his name, but celebration of discipline, a great book. My small group, we went through that study in that book and wow, so good. It is a it's a very wordy book, so there's a lot to unpack there. But if you're really wanting to like dive into the spiritual disciplines and more the practicality of, okay, what are some things that I'm hungry for God and I want to grow in discipline and just meeting with God daily, those are some great ways to get started and great resource. I'd highly recommend that book. However, I just really loved Will's answer and... It just got me thinking of, yeah, like, he's absolutely right. We see from professional athletes doing what they love, but, like, God's put that love maybe for the sport in them. We see a whole bunch of different people pursuing different things, but they're doing things, like, with the Lord or they're just working in their career field, and it's marked by service. And they're being able to be faithful and to help expand the gospel in that way. And maybe their coworkers don't know it, but but God's using it. Like he's helping scatter those seeds. And so even if it doesn't look like something as big as having a business that is essentially a catalyst for ministry, that's the reality of gentle and lowly for me personally. Even if it doesn't look like something as big, and I wouldn't really classify this as big, even though I'm learning a lot, it can look like a lot of different things. Even I think of a couple of my friends who are teachers and like that, like God has given them an ability and a gift to teach and they love it so much. And they are going to see wherever opportunity or they get to talk about Jesus if one of their students asks them. But really, I think it comes down to doing what God has called us to do. Are we willing to walk and act in obedience when we get that nudge from God or is like, hey, go over here, do this thing. <laughs> Are we willing to step out in faith? Even when it's incredibly hard. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but my first initial response is like, with something really big, even if it's small sometimes, I'm like, oh, I don't, I, you're not talking to me, right? No, <laughs> that that's for someone else. Or it's like, oh no, 
I know. <laughs> I definitely know. I don't really want to do it because that's my flesh. But at the same time, I'm like, Lord, like I want to. It's the weird balance. But like at the deepest desire of my heart, I'm like, I want to, you know, maybe go and ask that person if I can pray for them. But my flesh doesn't want to because of my pride and because the fear of rejection or fear of man, all those different things. But, you know, with Jesus, like with the Holy Spirit, like we are equipped to go and do the things he's called us and encouraged us to do. And really, it just is so simple. And it sometimes I think we overcomplicate of like, oh, faith in action has to be like, we're going and living on the mission field. or We're doing this radical thing for Jesus. And it can look like that. And it should, if that is what God has called you to do, I want to use those words loosely, but like you can discern all those things. But for me, I probably said it before, but for me, I would say faith in action, at least currently, like it can flow and change, but the overarching thing, which I will come back to again and again, because it's important because God helped me realize it. So it's important. And I think he's equipped me to do it or he's just grown me realizing that creativity is a gift and it is from him because he's the ultimate creator. Like he is so much more creative than I am. And I'm thankful for that. And the biggest thing in my life is, okay, Lord, like I realize that then I don't want my creativity to be focused or centered on me. I want to be used for you and for your glory. And so it's okay. How can I use my creativity in ways that highlight or capture the gospel? Like they shine a spotlight on Jesus. And like that might sound cheesy, but that is really what it comes down to is, man, I want my creativity to be used for God. That is it. And so whether it is a podcast, whether it's getting coffee with a friend or writing a letter or creating, I don't know, just photography book, I don't know, or even like a project at work. It's like, yeah, this creativity, like, yeah, I'm able to do my job well, but like I wanted to be marked by service and respect for the people around me. Like I want it to be different rather than, oh, She's just really creative and that's cool. And she's just really good. It's like, no, there's a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose than that. However, from the outside, it could look like the life marked by service. And Jesus calls us to that. He not just calls us, he demonstrated it so well. And that's why really the Lord led me. I believe he led me to that verse of in, in Mark for gentle Louis to be founded on. He did not come to seek and save the lost, but to give his life as a ransom for many, to serve. He came to serve. I know I didn't get that totally right, but the biggest part that I'm always reminded of is he came to seek the lost and to give up his life for you and me. And when we think about that, we really deeply reflect on that. It's like, yeah, that's what I want my life to be marked by. And so... This episode, it really doesn't have a very clear-cut maybe steps or things, but it's just this bigger main idea where it's like, how is God calling you to put your faith into action? It's just this conversation and it's just this question that I've been considering and have been personally challenged with and you know, just convicted of like, am I ready when God calls me? 
to put into action, whether it's to call that friend and pray with them on the phone, or it's to, for me, continue podcasting. It sounds so easy sometimes. Or if it's to volunteer in my city with a local organization that I'm really passionate about. There's different skills that God has put in you or me to pour into our city, to bring change to it, right? To bring the kingdom of God wherever we go. It's just considering that question and saying, okay, am I ready? Or would I need to take less time sitting or just sit in that rocking chair, you know, like I was and being distracted and just creating space for God to be present and for him to speak and to move, just to be totally undistracted and to be available. And so, yeah, I think that is what faith in action looks like is being available for when God speaks to move. It's not a revolutionary, mind-blowing thought. However, it is one that has challenged me this past couple of weeks and challenges me even now as I'm saying it again. And that is exactly what following Jesus is about, is to become more like him. And I want my faith to be challenged. So I am looking more and more like him in the world, rather looking more and more like Adiot, because the world needs more of Jesus. And the world needs more of what you can bring that God has uniquely deposited into you. There's this quote I saw recently, and I don't know what it is, but essentially it's like that same thing, but it's different of like where people don't see you but they see Christ you know there's like shining through you reflecting in you but they just see like what God's doing in your life and they can't help but recognize oh like it just points them to the cross and to me that is the most humbling thing if someone can genuinely come to me and say yeah like I see Jesus in you so with that, I am reminded of Colossians 1.27, and currently my small group, we are going through Colossians, and I just remembered this verse, and really want to emphasize exactly what I, the last part that I said, Christ living in us, and sharing of his glory, his hope, or the hope that is within us, and so I'll close with this. Colossians 1, 27. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is my prayer for you and myself, friend. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'll see you next week.